Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Just The Sit. If anybody knows me, knows that my favorite thing to do in life is gossip. Yep, that's right. I like to talk about a lot of and sometimes I can't gossip to my plants. I have invited here my friend, fellow podcaster, and stand-up comedian, Heather McDonald, to join me today. Thank you, Justin. You're such a delight. (laughs) I'm so happy to talk to you. One of the things that I was so taken back by, and it was such a great experience, I got to go on stage with you at the Ice House. I think it was called in Pasadena. Yes. And... That is intense. And it's crazy that, like, I never even thought of people bringing their podcasts to life. But to see the people experience that and you get to talk to the audience and they honestly get to feel like they're a part of this real life behind the scenes Hollywood moment. When are you going to bring that back? Well, I mean, I'm excited because my my stand up is available on Amazon Prime. And also through my Patreon, you just go to heathermcdonald.net. I taped that stand-up special like a little less than a year ago. But when the live shows are able to happen again, which certainly I think by 2021 it will, and hopefully later in the fall, I'll be bringing that back too. So normally what I w- will I do when I come to a city is I will do stand-up and then sometimes I'll also do a live juicy scoop, which is like the topics like we would do today and like you did on my show. And so I, I'm looking forward to that time and it is really fun. And, but it's great when you have someone great like you, cause we had so much fun and it was really a good I want to do that again. I had the best time. How do you even put together a stand up comedy situation? Because I feel like you've been doing this for years. What do you choose? How do you pick those jokes? Like, what do you do? You do two hours and, and level it down to an hour and a half? Do you like do it through multiple days? Like, how do you even put this together? I mean, before taping the special, um, you know, it, you kind of figure out what your set's going to be. And then really before the tape day, you want to get up and do that hour, hour 10, as many times as you can. So that when you get out there, you're like that extra loose with the material, you're having fun with it, you're comfortable. And for me, my material, it's just like, I'll always write, I'll always do new stuff every time. 
And yeah. then I kind of go back and you take, sometimes it's off the bat. Great. Other times like you, you massage it a little other times you love something so much and it consecutively bombs. And then sometimes that can be, <laughs> then that sometimes that's my best joke. Cause I'm like, I've literally had this one joke that I started to do um, before the COVID hit and some cities, they would laugh really hard at it and other cities they wouldn't. And then I would say that to them. I'd be like, wow, Boston, Boston doesn't give a shit. They they laughed at that. Then like Atlanta would laugh because they're like, well, we we got to be as hip as you know Boston. So it's like, it can be fun. There'll be certain things where I'm like, I'm never letting this joke go. I don't care. It doesn't work, you know. But mostly my material is true stories from my life, and sometimes just something will happen, and I'll talk about it, and then I'll and then sometimes I'll even say it on the podcast, and then it gets so well received that I'm like, you know what? I bet I could make this into a tighter, sharper bit. Yeah. Um, with shorter, quicker jokes, because, you know, you're in front of people and it's got to be boom, boom, boom. It's not even though it's stories, I believe stand up should be a lot of laughter. I mean, there's different ways people perform stand up. For me, it's like I, I want to have people rolling, for, yeah. you know, an hour. So, um, yeah. And then and then once the special comes out, it's great to, like, you know, get people to excited to come see you live. But then you do pretty much like not do that material anymore. So that's why people have specials like every couple of years and stuff. You kind of lead up to that moment and then you're like, okay, now let's do And that's kind of exciting too. And as a, as a performer, you're kind of like excited to not have to tell that, you know, seven minute story again. So, but you want to also savor those moments and that's why we did the special. Have you ever run into a celebrity that was like, mm-hmm, I know what you said about me. The only... One that I did that wasn't happy about it was Allie Lohan, Allie oh. Lohan's sister. And I think it's just because she was kind of young. And she, um, I was buzzed. I was at Kim Kardashian's wedding to Chris Humphreys. And she and Dina and Lindsay were there. And at the time, we were doing a parody of their reality show on Chelsea Lately. And I pay, played teenage Allie Lohan. And um, she had like this like deep, like New york voice, but she was only like 13 or 14. So yes. I like, ran up to her and I was just like, oh my God, Allie, you know, Heather McDonald, we did it. I play you on this. And she's like, I saw what you do. And I think it's really mean. And you make fun of our family and blah, blah, blah. And I tried to explain like why she shouldn't be flattered. Like you're on a reality show on E and like we're on E2 yeah. and it's like all lovingly. Since then, I've I've hung out with her. We've never talked about that show, but I've seen her, and she's like really fun and, and nice. But that's really it. I think most most adult celebrities are really flattered by it, and I don't like you know I I don't really talk like mean. It's always like in a fun loving way or like a celebratory way. So I've been pretty lucky in that respect. I think I sent you a screenshot one time. You had like done this whole episode on Dorit, like a big episode on Dorit, and listening to it and 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 walking and listening to you impersonate the women that I know so well. Sometimes you get it so spot on, it's scary. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, I really only impersonate people that I'm really entertained and intrigued by and really enjoy. And you know, Dorit, I really feel like she's having kind of a great season. I think people are really seeing like the more like human sweet side of her. And so I kind of, yeah. I've, I've always enjoyed her on the show because I think she and PK are so entertaining and Same. I love the accent. I love the fashion and everything. But then this season, 
you see that, you know, she's kind of one of the nicer people that's being featured on the show. So it's good. Well, you know why? Why? Obviously, like the first season, she was scared to step out because she was, you know, she was brought on by a person. And when you're a housewife, you feel as if you you have to abide and stay in line and not overstep. Um, And then when you are a second season housewife, that's normally when the curse hits. Totally true. Second season. Yes. What is she now? Exactly. And then she's, so right now Dorita's fourth, right? Third or fourth? Yeah, Dorita's fourth fourth season. Mm -hmm. Okay. But every housewife in, I tell everyone, have your fun first season, get your kicks out season one, season two, your hands go into the fire, bitch. It's the gauntlet. Whoa. By the way, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go back and watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. There's this huge thing going on right now where Brandy Glanville, who used to be a former cast member of the show, has now said that the new cast member on the show, Denise Richards, and her had this, like, yes, that Denise Richards. Yes, Charlie Sheen's ex-wife, Wild Things, Denise Richards had a Wild Thing kind of night in a hotel room somewhere in the middle of like North Carolina or something somewhere crazy. No, 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 North Northern Carolina, Cal- Northern, Northern California, Northern California. I mean, I'm going what? back and forth with all my different theories of what happened. Now you, now I saw not your show on E, but somebody else was interviewing Teddy on E and uh-huh. they brought up the fact that was, this was going crazy on the internet. I brought it up on juicy scoop as well where people were speculating that maybe the scene where they revealed to Kyle what happened between Brandy and um, Denise was possibly filmed after they returned from Rome. And everybody had all this like circumstantial. No. Evidence no. But now I, kinda, now I don't know. If, now I, I feel like, mm, I don't know if that's true. I don't think it really matters at this point, but I was sort of on that conspiracy theory road. And then I was like, I don't know, because like, Teddy out and out denied it. And I'm like, at this point, I just don't know that that they would be going along with it if they were called out. What do you think? So I have a deal with Kyle that I don't want to know anything that happens on the show unless we have to like come together and talk about it. Like, I don't, I don't want to know anything unless it's an emergency. And as your friend, you need to talk about it and we need to like get in the situation room and figure out, you know, what's going to happen. And she's been really, really great about it. There's only been one or two times since I've not worked for her that we've had to like sit and discuss something. Can I ask which room in the Encino Mansion is the Situation Room? The Situation Room never changes. It's always the closet. We always oh. go and talk amongst the bags. You know what I mean? Like we always go when it was Bel Air, the small house. We always talked in the closet. When we talked in the other Bel Air house, it was always in the closet. Encino always in the closet. It's just where we go. Was it sad after she was robbed because so many of the bags were robbed? It was not as fun to go to the house. She was bummed about the whole thing. Um, And is that the only time you've been in the closet in the last 10 years? (laughs) You know what? Had I come out that closet, I probably would have stayed in. I probably would have never left. But she called me and she was like, holy And I was like, what? She was like, I know we have this like thing. And I'm like, don't tell me. She's like, oh my God, you have no idea. I'm leaving for Rome tomorrow. And this is what I heard. And I'm like, do not say a word. She was like, I can't tell you, but I want to tell you. I'm like, do not ruin this for me. 
So I know, A, that that happened literally the night before they went to Rome because I got that call. I think everybody knew that the conversation and information was given before Rome. I think some people were speculating that maybe they did a kind of a reenactment scene to just help with the storyline because of a couple things. One being that there was a Christmas tree at Kyle's house, which is sort of early for people to have Christmas trees, but some people are kind of like that. Are Um, you nuts? She has a, literally, no, no, she, but let me ask you a question. Let me go back. Let me go back for a minute. I'm trying to think when this was all done because Housewives kind of films a little bit early. It was all in November. It was all in and around like BravoCon, the black and white yeah. party before Thanksgiving. So it is Her a little, Christmas tree was, goes up in October. I know people that put up a tree the day after Halloween. Okay. Oh, and I didn't know if 100. she was that kind of a person. So I, so now I think that, but I have a new theory about Housewives. Say it. Okay. That um, I just put out there and it came to me like a vision, like a Tyler Henry vision of what I say. One thing I think that people are, are questioning is I don't think people really question that this rendezvous between them happened. I think mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's believable. And it's a, she said, she said, and nobody knows, as I said, it's not a Bl- Bill Clinton situation where, you know, all of a sudden a dress is going to emerge with Brandy's on it sorry okay there's she can't (laughs) brandy's not going to give birth to denise's baby like there's no way we're ever going to really know right yes one thing it was like well why why is she bringing this up now because we see denise at kyle's party she's not ignoring her they're having fun they're chatting there isn't that awkwardness but when you are trying to blow up a friend you know you kind of like avoid them and we didn't 100 at least as the cameras didn't show that But she does say in the Kyle room or somewhere else where she says she screwed me over. And I was like, well, how did she screw you over? And here is my theory, Justin. Say it. uh, Brandy and Kim Richards had Uh a show set for April of 2020, just a few months ago, where they were going to do a bunch of live shows called Blonde and Blonde or kind of like Ask a Housewife type of thing. Um, and it was going to start at the Irvine Improv, and then they were hoping to get a bunch of other dates. I happened to listen to the episode when Kim was a, a, a guest, pr- early Corona, where they commiserated that the show was now going to be rescheduled because of Corona. So this is what I think. I think that because she said Denise and Brandy met through an agent named Alex or something like that. Uh-huh. I think Brandy was given like a false promise over too many Casamigos that Denise would join her as the co-host on those live shows. And I no. think as time went on, Denise bailed out for whatever reasons. And that pissed off Brandy because Brandy was counting on that and she needed that gig. And then so let me debunk recruited... you. Okay. Okay. Debunk it. I, I let had, me debunk I'm you. Just, it's just a theory in my head. I am I'm not that gifted. What? Let me debunk you. So before this all happened, I was at a Thanksgiving or Christmas at Kyle's house because she hosts Thanksgiving or Christmas. And there is a friend of Kyle's named Betty Smith. Betty Smith owns Betty Smith Management. I met Betty Smith. Betty Smith comes up to me and she says, hey, I have a really sick idea. I think it'll be really great for you. I'm trying to put together this thing with Kim and somebody else. I can't tell you who it is, but it's going to be like a live 
Q&A comedy moment, intimate, and it's going to be super cool. I think you will be great to moderate it or to open it or to like, you know, add some colorful stuff to it. So the idea came from Betty and that's how it all got started. I think what you're reading into Mm. is I think the Denise screwed me thing was about making Brandy something that she said she would never be, which was a, which was the other woman. But what I think happened was, and I could, I could see it because I've been there before. When you hook up with someone who's either not out or in that case, married, and you want to get flirty and you want that attention again. And that person gives you what we call the stiff arm. Brandy was trying to get some kind of sexual attention from Denise and her husband, and she kind of got stiff at, at Kyle at, Ki- at, at Kyle's Kyle house. Party. Yes, okay. at Kyle's party. And I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm only saying this because I've made the same mistakes in my life, the next morning, she probably hit her up and was trying to get that attention again and got ignored again. So Brandy is a woman scorned. We've all been the person who, when you hook up with someone and then you see them in public a month or two later, and they honestly act like they didn't even touch you. Like, that's weird. But on the episode coming up, this is where I was like, holy you just got caught in your lie. Denise Richards ended the last episode by saying, I don't even talk to Brandy. Like, I don't even know what she's talking about. I don't even talk to her. The next morning she wakes up and they're filming together. And the first thing she says is, well, Brandy told me that she hooked up with another woman in this group already. And it's like, wait, what? I thought you don't talk to Brandy like that. Why would you say that you guys have only run into each other once or twice? And now all of a sudden you have all this dirt on this other lesbian affair that she had. Are you deflecting? Like, it, it did make sense. Yeah, they showed that in the trailer, and a lot of people were like, wait, wait, is she just pulling this out of her butt? Like, where did this come from? Who could it possibly be? Is she mixing it up with Carlton? Because we know that they, like, made out. I don't know if they ever did more. Carlton the witch, remember her? Yes. Because I even, when Brandy was on my show, I mean, Brandy's, you know, always been so open about having relationship with women, having threesomes, having, you know, all that type of stuff, yeah. having one-on-one, like serious, a uh, serious relationship with a girl and, you know, kids are aware of her sexuality. 100%. Okay. But I do want to say going back that with all the conspiracy theories that are flourishing during this pandemic time on the internet about much more serious <laughs> things than this, yes. I want to say that I like bringing them up and I love that you debunked it. Thank you for letting me. So the blonde, blonde did not come from Denise. But I really kind of thought that she's like, she screwed me. I just felt the reason that came to my head is because I said, is there something business related? Was there some type of deal or something? Because I also found in the history of studying Housewives, oftentimes throughout other franchises, um, yeah. not so much Beverly Hills so far, but in other ones like New Jersey and stuff, I have heard that oftentimes we're presented with an argument between the ladies when really it was a couple months prior when yes. the cameras were down, they got screwed at the Mohegan Sun. Yes. Like five grand. And so like yes. kind of that's where I thought maybe there was something like that. Maybe there was a business thing that she bailed out of. She bailed out on something. It wasn't no money though, honey. Mm. She had her hands in the wrong the other bag, is what happened. Wow. But I also think, you know. And I feel bad because you can call Brandy a lot of things. I don't know if Brandy is a liar. I just also thought, and I'm going to go on a left tangent here. This is 2020. 
You know, we're in 2020 when fluidity and sexuality and being bi and being pan and being all of these things is celebrated for women. Why didn't Denise Richards just say, so what? I'm f-ing Denise Richards and I can do what I want. No and one's re- going to sex shame anybody for that. I think what it was is, again, I brought up like the Bill Clinton thing, because that's like when someone makes that decision to deny it, you just have to stick with it. And I think she really was so shell-shocked by that moment in Rome. Sometimes you've been called on something. Maybe you were 10 when it happened. You know, like, did you, Justin, take, you know, your brother's yeah. or whatever? And you just go, no. You know, just the first reaction is, no, I'm going to lie because I'm going to get in trouble. And I think when she made that decision, at that point, then she just, just you know, chose as Snowball. more and the stakes got higher that she's going to stick with this because I truly think 90% of the people watching this show don't care that they got hooked up. It's not no. surprising when Brandy's like, she's not who she pretends to be. What is she pretending to be? She's always pretended. She's never pretended to be anything, but like super sexual into her husband, 100 phoning him, phoning him at the office. It wouldn't have mattered. I think what mattered is she was so blindsided by that moment she had no warning half the half the women were unaware of it and they were blindsided cameras on her that she panicked and went that route and then stuck with it and you know i think and said bravo 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 yeah and i think if she could have gone back i and been like yeah we had two bottles of casamigos i don't remember did i make out with her was there something going on who gives it like if she would have said that then it would have been over with but i think now she said this and now you've got it. You know what I mean? And, and but it's also, what... it's, it's a curse of the second season. It's the curse oh, of the second out... season. Now why? But I feel like the women it... were kind of out together this no. time. But then, but then when I saw, now listen, I can change my mind. Like I said, I'm not someone I could, I like to look at both sides. Okay. I like but that. I, saw, I like that about you. Thank you. But when I saw the flashback of that, she'd done this bravo, 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 and stopped filming Joe several times in the season. Then I started to feel for the girls being and annoyed by that. That's yes. not fair. That's not how we work. This isn't a soap opera, Denise, where you can like stop the, the, sh- the shooting. And so then I kind of empathize with the other cast members of what they've had to deal with. When Denise Richards came onto Real Housewives, they rolled out the red carpet. They were like, mm-hmm. just come in, be Denise Richards, maybe talk about Charlie Sheen every now and then. And like, you know, we'll, we'll protect you. Like, but but that's every every housewife is bubble wrapped the first season. And also right. the ladies are letting you get your feet wet and letting you figure it all out. And I think what happens by the time you get to the second year is, okay, now you're on our level. Now, when we call you out about things or you do things, let's explain it. Now we have to talk about it. We can't just sweep it under the rug anymore. And I think what happened with Denise was she didn't realize that, first off, when the whole Erica Jane thing happened, you know, with the kids being in earshot, she didn't realize that, and Bravo loves a flashback. So many flashbacks this season. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah. Denise Richards didn't realize, like, okay, if you're going to complain to Lisa Rinna, nine times out of ten, Lisa Rinna's going to take that nugget and bring it back to that person. And also, if you bring it up to somebody else, now you've talked about it twice to people, which means it's on your mind and that people know about it. Now, once you have that all-cast event, you got to put it all out on the table. 
what Denise wasn't getting was if you just say we're going to move on and we're good, boom, you can dead it there. But she kept it going because she would never get resolved and she hung on to it like a dog with a bone. Um, I hear you. I'm going to disagree that they kept bringing it up. There were so many times that she was like, okay, like we're done, like in Santa Barbara, like we're good, like enough. And then the next morning, Lisa Rinna was like. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Before we leave this brunch, I just want to make sure <laughs> we'll talk about this one more time. Um, I'm also so happy that I have a white woman on today because oh, I got to ask you about some white lady drama. Yes, please ask me. Do you think Ellen DeGeneres is going to survive this? Well, um, I find it really interesting because it's been like so many things. The first was some guy starting a Twitter thread. Here's yes. my awful story about Ellen. It kind of reminds me of when Hannibal, the comedian, did a throwaway joke about Bill Cosby four years ago. Yes. You know, and then that was snowballed to the point where a DA got involved and he's sitting in prison. Now, obviously, Ellen's not going to end up in prison when this ends, but it's kind of interesting how something starts it, gets people talking, and then being in this pandemic where she's, you know, cooking with Porsche every day in Montecito, and like there was rumors that it was going to be replaced by James Corden. And then today she said, no, I'm signed up for another season or something where do we end it? where are we right now with it so obviously the investigation is still going on is what they're saying but there was this hashtag that was trending that was replace ellen it was hashtag replace ellen so everybody yes. got on this bandwagon about who should replace ellen and that's how the rumor got started that she wasn't going to come back got it but there was also a rumor that she didn't know if she wanted to go back after all this had happened. And I believe there's some truth to that, but I don't think Ellen didn't want to go back to her show completely. I think Ellen didn't want to go back during COVID. I don't think Ellen right. wants to go back to do her show from her house. It's not how she operates. She needs her audience. And that's what I think Ellen, when the rumor came out that she didn't want to go back, I think that's what it was. But in a twist of events, and you probably didn't even realize this was happening because it kind of fell flat. Portia de Rossi tweeted a photo, in, Instagram, a photo the other day. It was a blue box and it was, I stand with Ellen. For me, and you know, let me back up a little bit. If you guys don't know yes. who Brad Garrett is. Most famous for the older brother of Everyone Loves Raymond. Loves Raymond. A comedian. He, yeah. Yes. And he was also in Finding Nemo. When yes. all this was going on, Brad Garrett came out and tweeted, you know, that Ellen is not the nicest person. So I think what happened was Portia, they got Portia to start this whole thing. And they thought these celebrities were going to turn around and do the same thing. First of all, y'all should have called a black person and showed this to a black person and said, is this going to work? And my black gay ass would have been like, 
No, we've been standing with Breonna Taylor. We've been standing for justice and injustice and standing with Elijah McClain and George Floyd. You can't use the word stand. And you don't need but anybody if, to like to stand with you. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Yes. You don't need and anyone also, to stand with you. And also, if someone's going to stand with you, it should be your wife. That's great that your wife said that, but she should have just said it and left it at that and not tried to get other people to jump them back. She should have just said, I've been in love with my wife for 20 years. She's, you know, this is not who she is. And, you know, please think before you make a decision or something and not push the the whole social media thing on now a blue block with Ellen. You know, I don't know. But hey, if I was a regular on Ellen's show and I got to be on Ellen all the time and I, you know, and I went from nothing to now I'm a star because I was a regular on Ellen dancing with her. I'd probably have the blue box up. Okay. True that. I've never been on her show. I've never personally met her. Like when I worked on Chelsea lately, which is a very similar type of show, not as big, obviously, yes. but a big staff, A-list stars coming in and people would always be like, oh, who was the worst? And this and that. I'm like, honestly, in seven years, there was like two people that were late and everyone's a delight. They're there for a half a day. Like they're, and they've got their team and they want to do great yeah. and we're great to them and they're great to us. That person's opinion, Katy Perry, they're going to have a completely different experience rolling yeah. in with their team than the person that's been the PA for seven years, you know? So it's like, you just have to, everyone's thing is different. I always, I always joke and say, you know, there were a million bus boys in, in Hollywood and Beverly Hills that when OJ got arrested, they would say, nicest guy in the world. 100%. Nicest guy to me. Of course he was nice to you as the waiter, but you weren't Nicole Brown Simpson. Like, so it's just, everyone has a right to their thing. For her, I think she would have loved the show to have ended in about two years, leaving on top. I don't yes. think she wants to leave like this. She can't leave not on top. You know, yes. you have to crawl your ass out of decimation when you came out as a lesbian and you got it back. And the last mm. thing you're going to do is leave or leave when this is muddy. It's not even ruined. Yes. It's just muddy. It's murky. But this is what I thought. And it made sense to me because do you remember that that time when Steve Harvey all that had came out that Steve Harvey had signs posted and had sent out a, a letter saying, a nasty email, yeah. yes, please don't talk to him in the hallway, X, Y, and Z. I was like, how dare Steve Harvey? And then Steve Harvey came out, wrote an apology and was like, listen, maybe that was too harsh, but let me explain my side of things. I work on four shows. I have a production company. I have a morning talk show. Sometimes when I'm walking from my dressing room to set, I just want to gear up for the next task in front of me. And I can't take on this person talking and I can't take on this person's problems. So that was my way of having that moment to gear up for what I was about to walk into, knowing that I had four other things after it. And I was like, damn, Steve, you're right. And I think that's really important that people don't realize about performers, you know, and 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 that is that. You know, everyone always goes, oh, what's on the rider? And, oh, she doesn't want people to talk to her before. And it's like, I've had things where, you know, I finally had to go, you know what? I I can't, I don't want people in my dressing room before I do an hour and 15 minute set. Sometimes I don't care. The stakes aren't that high. And then on a bigger show or something, I'll be like, let me see you after, you know? Yeah. And then there, there came a time where like, 
you know, I would turn off my phone and stuff. I didn't want to hear how my friend didn't know where to park while I'm about to go and perform for 500 people. I really don't need to hear that. I'm sorry I've invited you. People just, they don't get that, like, this isn't your everyday job selling insurance. It is a very psychological thing that you have to be in a good mood for, high for art, you know. And I think with all these people telling on celebrities, it it is hard. It's like one time I remember somebody said, oh, this A-list actress was in the elevator with us, a small elevator up to the Soho house. And my friend who's not an actress goes, and she comes in, I was so excited to see her. And then the doorman doing the elevator goes, are you guys together? And this A-list actress said, no, we're not. And she's like, I mean, it was just so bitchy. And I was like, well, you weren't together. Yeah. Like, you weren't. Like so many times I think you get to a level of stardom and people are just waiting to waiting. make sure. Yes. It's like, you know, I mean, that's why I always made sure, I always make sure I return my shopping cart to the thing. You know, yes. when you go shopping, I always make sure it goes back in its thing and it's not going to roll out and hit someone's car. You know, like you got to make sure someone, imagine if someone saw that I just left it near some car and then it's like, I mean, that's so little and I'm not famous mm. at all, but but they have to know, sometimes they want people around them so that they're not the one that left the tip. They're not the one that sent back the food. They Because then everyone's like, oh, that person, they're just picking you apart. And it's like, and then they start to become reclusive and weird. They're, they're scared they, to go out. Yeah. That's why I'm going to wear a mother mask for the rest of my life. I am never taking this mask off because now I can walk around in my pajamas. I can go to Trader Joe's and do whatever I want to do in my pajamas and chill out. Like, no, I'm not dealing with it. So right now, this is summer. They would have been off anyway, right? And let's yes. say they come back and maybe by then, maybe they do it in the studio, but there's no audience or whatever. So she has her good lighting. The makeup girl comes back and the big blue eyes. How long is the opening serious tear-filled speech of going forward with the show in your prediction? Full block, 13 minutes. (laughs) I'm holding out hope for something and I don't know if it's ever gonna happen, but I would really love for it to happen. I would love for you and Chelsea to reunite. We did reunite. We went to Chewy's funeral together. No, no, but oh, I mean, mean like on stage or like on, on TV? stage, on TV, on air. I feel like because you are where you are now, it would maybe be a different experience, not only for you, but for me as a fan. Because I used to watch Chelsea lately and I used to, ooh, I wanted to be on Chelsea lately so bad. It was the show. It was the and I was so jealous that all of you got to just go out there and be yourselves and really take command of that first 15 minutes of the show. Like it was you guys, it was your show. It was awesome. But now that you're at this space where you know yourself as a comedian and as a woman and as like a businesswoman, I feel like it would be a whole different experience. Would you ever go back there? You know, I wish honestly, when we got together for Chewy's memorial, it really felt like every, and a lot of people hadn't kept in touch, you know, with her. And when we all saw each other, I wish the cameras were there because it was hilarious. It was like we walked into 2011 again at the height of it. And people were telling stories and we actually were sitting right next to each other. And she was saying something and I was like piggybacking on it and reminding her. And then 
Brad Wallach oh, would say uh-uh. something. And so like all of that, celebrating the, the time that was so fun when we were really all so connected so many years ago, I think is great. I mean, I don't, I don't think we're at a level of like a friends where someone's going to pay us a million dollars each to <laughs> sit in a room. You and never know. Reason. But if there was some reason to, it's like, but also it's like the show was so could not the tone that it was, I don't could absolutely not survive today the way the climate is like we were really out there and you were out there and people didn't care and people weren't calling us on it and people just were laughing and the next day there'd be a new show and there wasn't this like you said this and you know and let's make it go viral that you said this you know it was like you know it was just a different it was a different time so I think we'll see where the world is in a couple of years. I would never say never. You know, I think I think the pendulum keeps going, you know, and and I think people just want I think there's a, a thirst for just like some fun comedy, obviously. No, for sure. Oh, my God. Don't get too bougie, though. You know, when comedians get too bougie and they get too rich, like it's like I mean, I'm pretty over. I'm pretty old to like change at this point. And I don't really. <laughs> maybe if I, maybe if enough people watch my show on Amazon Prime August seventh, just watch me. I will say you'll try to get a hold of me, and I'll say Justin, who, Timberlake, ooh, uh, Bieber, ooh, Sylvester. Ooh, I don't know fight. him. Do I know him? Do I know? We would fight like two cats in a bag. We would fight. Yeah. No, I think like, yeah, I, I think some, I don't know. People do change older and, you know, as they get older in life too. Like we said, like one people that didn't have to really fight for it, but I kind of feel like the way my career went on like a normal trajectory, I'm not anticipating me becoming more of an asshole than I already am. I think. <laughs> oh my God. What's that special called? It's just called Juicy Scoop. I just was like, you know, I'm going to pay. I didn't sometimes stand up, do something like she's all that. Or, you know, you come up with the name. My first yes. was I don't mean to brag. But with this one, I was like, you know what? Let me just like Bethany Frankel it and skinny girl it and like yeah. keep the same name as my podcast, which is Juicy Scoop. And I talk about Juicy Scoop in my stand up. So it's just Juicy Scoop, Heather McDonald. And I hope people watch it and enjoy it. And you know, get a little break from reality. You guys, Amazon Prime. This woman is funny. And check out Juicy Scoop. Her podcast is two days a week, bitch. You are really doing it. Yeah, every Tuesday, Thursday. I'm struggling doing one day a week. Um, And subscribe, rate, and review that. It's amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I loved talking to you. This is really good. Really so fun. (laughs) 